All right, good morning, church. Isn't this time great? We've heard testimony of how great it can be with amber weather warnings and Christmas traffic and money stresses and all, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. No, I, I really love, I really do love the Christmas season. I, I, love, I love it. I love celebrating. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this year, especially because my mom's going to be in town. And actually, it's been years and years and years since I've been around any um, of my, my family during this season, uh, which some of you dream that you could live that. But I, I'm actually excited um, for, for uh, being around my mom this, this season. It's going to be special. She's landing on Saturday, so be on your best behavior uh, next Sunday and the Sunday after. Yeah, we like Brian. Yeah, he's a great pastor. You know, things like that. Yeah, help me help you, help me help you. Anyways, so um, that, that said, I'm, I'm excited about this, but I know that for many people, they're not quite as excited about spending time around family or, or really find these hol the holiday seasons uh, difficult. Um, maybe they feel uh, depressed, discouraged, that, like a, a darkness um, settling on their heart. And they, for, for, for many reasons, um, people can find these seasons particularly challenging. And, and um, I, I, we're going to talk a little bit how to navigate this, this season in a moment, but 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 I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to this season and I and I think that today will be helpful uh, for all of us as we as we as we look forward to celebrating the birth of Jesus. As we go through the Advent season, we are finally have all four candles lit. Now I, I'm not OCD at, at all, but I felt extra happy to see all four uh, on this side. It's, it has been irritating me for the last couple weeks, but. Each each week we've been focusing on a different theme. The first week we we talked about hope. And the hope that we have for today, uh, for tomorrow, and for, for forever, because, because Jesus has been born, because he's alive, and now every single person can have very real hope. Secondly, we talked about peace and, and the, the birth of the Prince of Peace versus Russell Drummond, who was teaching, and he referred to himself as the Sultan of Stress. But we're talking about the joy of the Prince of Peace and how we can have peace with God and, and just peace in our lives because Jesus can be trusted and, and, and all that goodness. Um, last week, we talked about joy and how the birth of, birth of Jesus is good news, of great joy for, for all people, including you. And we talked about things that can choke out our joy. And we talked about three things that can help us rele relax that choke grip of those things and to, to allow us to experience very real joy um, these days and, and in, this, in this season. At, at Rehope here, we, we believe that every one of you can experience hope, can experience very real peace, can experience very real uh, joy, and, and ultimately love this season. That's what we want for, that's what we want for you. And as, as you believe in Jesus, as you, as you trust him, as you draw close to him this year, we believe and we, we are champions of these things in your hearts and lives uh, to grow in, in, in this season. Today we come to our fourth um, Advent, uh, Advent theme, and we're going to be talking about love today. Now, my original plan, my original plan was to continue my unofficial, non-disclosed, casual, multi-year love series that I've been kind of working on without telling anybody, and I'm still keeping it a secret. Um, I've been working through 1 Corinthians 13 as I've had a chance from time to time, and I've talked about previously how love is patient. Love is patient, and, and specifically, it's, it's patient with people who are particularly difficult to love well. 
Uh, love is patient, and, and personally, I'm, I'm still working at applying that one. Uh, we also talked about how love is kind, and, and how love is kind when other people are, are punks, or when they're, they're mistreating us, or, or horrible. We're talking about how love is kind. Also still working on that one. Um, and and I, I was thinking of talking today about um, how love does not envy. A love does not envy, and I, and I was thinking that this message would have been you know, pretty timely in, in this social media insanity uh, age that we live into, where it's difficult not to feel stings of envy, as you see other people having fun at parties you weren't invited to, not that that's ever happened to you, but you know, other people experience that, and, and, uh, or other people just, like, just having fun, fun experiences while you're maybe home at, at uh, board or whatever. Maybe uh, other people are, are having fun while you're feeling broke or maybe other people, you, you look at them and, and they, they look photoshopped. I mean, they, they look great and, uh, and you're not feeling quite as, as good about yourself. Envy is a major problem. It's a major problem um, when, when talking about um, love and, and, and envy is a major problem in, in our hearts. Uh, so my plan t- was to just call it out. Uh, I was call it out and then cause to return to love because envy or jealousy, envy can't coexist with love. You can't, you can't, those, those, those fight against each other. Uh, that's why the Bible says love does not envy. They're, they're incompatible. So, you know, be very careful. Be very careful about envy in your heart. Don't be naive about it. Don't be naive about it. Don't be blind to its work in your heart. I just encourage you to fight against that this season. Fight against what you're seeing on social media. Fight against the, the imagery that wants to evoke jealousy or, or dissatisfaction and, and pursue, pursue love. I think that would have been a good message. I think it would have been a good message, but you're not going to get that one today. Because uh, yesterday morning, <clears throat> I woke up, and I, I get this maybe once a year or twice a year. I woke up dreaming that I was preaching this message which is really convenient if you haven't written a message yet. And so, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming it and I'm preaching it and then I, I woke up somewhere in the, in the middle of not time to get up yet and, and, and I was like, oh. And so I, I went over to my desk in the other room and I just hand scratched out the message <laughs> from the dream and then, and then I went back to sleep. And um, so that was nice. Uh, so I, I got this message, and, and it was a, a simple message. And so I was like, okay, I hadn't written the envy message yet, but I think I'm going to give give this one a go. And I, I really feel like God wants me to just keep it simple today, to, to talk about um, love, to talk about even having this love in your heart that you're able to extend to people during this season. Not just enough for you, which is seems pretty far away from some some people. Like, how could I feel loved right now, but have so much love that it, it overflows into your relationship, even uh, difficult to love people. So anyways, after, after dreaming about this message and, and watching myself preach it and think, hey, that kid does a pretty good job, uh, I, this is basically how it began. This is how the message began. It, it began like this. God really does love you. God really does love you. Now, it's my joy to spend the rest of my life saying over and over and over again to people that God loves them. That God, I mean, if, you get, if you're going to be remembered for, for one message, let it be that one, right? Like, God loves you. God really does love you. And, and honestly, though, sometimes I find it quite dis- 
discouraging. Because, because that truth that God actually loves you, that he loves you today, that he loves you exactly how you are, even though you've made mistakes, even though you, you, you can't figure out how God likes you based on your behavior or what you've done, and let alone loves you, how could God like you? That, that truth that God actually, actually loves you, it's so hard for people to believe, to believe. I, I keep saying it, and I, and I watch it just wash over, over people, people just unfazed by it, unimpacted by it, un, undazzled. I watch people undazzled by the most incredible life-impacting truth of all time that the God of the universe actually, truly loves you. And that changes everything. It's connected to Christmas, John 3, 16. God's love for the entirety of humanity. That's why he sent us in Jesus. John 3, 16, for God loved the world, the entirety of humanity, in this way. He gave his one and only son. That's how, that's, that's the love proof. That's the love demonstration. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The birth of Jesus launched God's love-proving radical rescue mission to provide forgiveness and grace and salvation to every single person who would believe in him and be saved. God loves you and he wants you to be forgiven and saved. That's why he sent his son Jesus. And yet sadly, so few people believe God loves them because when they look at their lives... When they, when, when they look at their life, they see challenges. And when they look at their lives, they see pain, and they feel pain, and they feel disappointments. And, 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 and there's just so much darkness pu- pushing in on people. It, it's dark, it's depressing, it's discouraging, it, it feels all messed up. And, and so in that darkness, people look around and they think, how can God love me? Because I'm experiencing this darkness. I'm a, how can he love me? I'm experiencing this stress, uh, this mistreatment, maybe. I'm experiencing this abuse or this, this pain. It, it, it's so consuming my life. How can God, God love me? And so they, they, they look at the darkness in their lives and they doubt that God really does love them. Or if he does, it doesn't seem to make a difference. I mean, I see Christians in our church hear me say, God loves you and their eyes tell me that they don't believe it or that it doesn't seem to matter to them uh, because of the darkness but the ancient prophet Isaiah he he writes about the birth of Jesus with these words he writes the people walking in darkness have seen a great light a light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. The birth of Jesus and the, the, the focus of the birth of Jesus is supposed to bring a light invasion to a darkened heart. The thrill of hope. The, the, the joy that God is paying attention. So in the Christmas season, as, we're, as we reflect on the birth of Jesus, whom God sent to prove that he loves us, the season is a, a, is a reflection on simply please believe 
Please believe this true and life-impacting message, not just with your mind, but with your heart. So many people miss this message by 30 centimeters. By 30 centimeters. The message that God really does love you. It's an anchor for every storm of life. It's a fortress for every attack. It's that solid place for, for, for living in a crazy world. If, if you don't believe this message, my, my, my guess is that you would feel adrift, maybe, maybe lost a little bit, maybe helpless or overwhelmed or, or, or confused, unloved, angry, some sort of darkness. But deeply grasping the truth that God really does love you, it's important for two reasons. It's important for you, and it's important for through you. It's important for you, and it's important for through you, for your own heart to be encouraged and strengthened, and for your ability to love other people well. John, John the, the disciple in 1 John 4, 19, he, he writes this very profound yet simple sentence. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. Now, I know that many of you are facing a potentially challenging next couple weeks. Some of you are going to be around family members who have hurt you, who have abused you, who don't believe in you, who yell at you, who demean you, who twist truths, who confuse you. They throw your past in your face. And you might find yourself challenged and confused as a Christian, as, 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 as somebody who really wants to follow Jesus. And you, you know that you're supposed to love you're supposed to, to love these people, but how can you do that when it's, when it's so terrible? How can you love people who don't love you well? How can you love people who are rejecting you, who are not honoring you, who are being mean and who are being horrible to you? Maybe it's hard to love them because they're so dull, distant, and boring, and disengaged. They're so apathetic about your existence. It's, it's hard to love them how can you love them with patience because love is patient how can you love them with kindness because love is kind the the only way the only way that we can love people who are impossible to love i'm going to put air quotes impossible to love is by being fully anchored and overflowing with the love we feel from God. By overflowing with the love that we feel from God. When, when love that you feel is overflowing out of your heart, it, can, it can't help but spill out into the people around you. Even the hard to love people. Usually, we base our love for people based on them. How do they treat me? They treat me this good, so my love for them is about this much. Maybe I'll just one-up them a little bit, but basically it's, it, it, it's, about, it's about the same. Actually, though, as believers in Jesus, we're called to unfair love. 
an unfair love, to love people more than they love us, much more, knowing that it is unfair. Knowing that they, they don't deserve to be loved as much as we are attempting to love them with patience and with kindness. And I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying this is easy at all. In fact, I'm saying it's nearly impossible. I'm saying that we probably don't have what it takes in and of ourselves unless we have an external source of love input unless we, unless we experience a very real, the very, very real feeling that God loves us. How do you do that? Well, how do you, how do you take this truth that we, we know and that you hear every week, that, that God really does love you, that you've heard with your ears, maybe that you even believe with your mind, and how do you see it take root in your heart so deeply that you, you feel loved by God, that you, that you feel overflowing with with God's love, that you're so convinced, and it, it's not just in your mind, that it's in your heart. Well, the Bible might say this. It might say, well, meditate on it. Meditate on it. And, and so, how do, how do you transfer it from here to here? You have to ponder it. I, I suggest getting alone for a moment. If you find yourself at somebody else's place, lock the door in the bathroom if you need to or the, whatever, whatever you need to do lock yourself in a place get alone for a moment close the door and tell yourself remind yourself over and over and over again that God really does love you or if it's you you're like God really does love me God really does love me. and I want you to think about what that means and what the implications are for, for your life and keep pondering that, keep thinking about the implications of how much God loves you and let that root take root, uh, let that truth take root not just in your mind, but get it into your heart so that you can feel it and, and, and can't be helped but smile as you re-engage with the challenging maybe home environment. If, you're, if your home is challenging this year, if your environment is challenging this year, you might have to step away often. You might have to step away often and close the door and keep fighting for this, that powerful truth that God really does love you until you feel it in your heart, until it impacts your emotions, until it pushes away darkness that's creeping in, hopelessness, fear that's creeping in. And then... When your heart gets filled up, feeling loved again by God, then you will have the capacity to go out and love other people out of its overflow, out of its overflow, those hard-to-love people. And that's the key. That's the key. You aren't going to be able to love, difficult to love people based on the love that they give to you. They're probably withdrawing from you. You can only love them from the love God gives to you and, and thus through you. Now, a quick disclaimer be safe. Be safe. Be safe this Christmas. Uh, don't allow yourself to be uh, abused. Be smart. Take breaks if needed. I, I do worry about people in our church this time of year. I've heard the stories. I've, I've talked with people before and then afterwards. Uh, you know, I, I've seen so many of our church struggle in, in this season. And so I, I wanted to send you out into your holidays this year armed armed for the days ahead armed for the days ahead and if it's going to be easy for you um, i still challenge you to pursue feeling loved by god 
to still pursue growing in that. Uh, but I, I want us all to be armed for the days ahead, uh, reminding you of what this most powerful and this most important truth of the Bible, that God loves you, and it's the only way that we can love impossible to love, love people. It's the only anchor for a stormy season. We love because he first loved us. Three challenges for us today. Challenge number one is this. I want you to take some time alone to think, uh, take some alone time to think about the truth that God really does love you so that you can feel it overflowing in your heart. I am pushing that word feel <laughs> in case you're not picking this up. I don't want you to know you're loved or believe you're loved. I do want that, but I want you to take it further so that your heart feels loved by God. And it's just by chewing on that truth and, and believing it and, and enjoying the implications of that truth. Powerful stuff. Number two, if you're, gonna, if you're going into a season with a challenging to love person or five, find a friend who can keep messaging about, who you can keep messaging about how it's going and who can keep encouraging you. And thirdly, read 1 John 4, 7 through 21. It's, it's a pretty tough-to-read passage on loving people and how important it is and the implications there. But just remind yourself, this is worth fighting for. This is worth going for, especially in this season, to, to, to really aim to love, love people better. 